from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast Victory Edition. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. <laughs> Uh, we both have splitting headaches. We have headaches. Very um, little voice left. Gonna lose our voices because even though if you followed my tweets during the game, I was annoyed that Jason was not uh, animated during the game like I was. He did perk up near the end there the last uh, two minutes and he did his fair share of cheering. So we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to behavior in a minute. But first, Shelby wants to shout out our guy. Andre, Andre Veres. Um, our sponsor is Longview Insurance and Investments. And as basketball season begins, so does a new sense of hope and excitement in our community. You may be looking forward to March already, but the journey is just as important as the destination. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we understand that a better future starts with planning and preparation today. We pride ourselves on being a trusted partner for your financial future. Start your journey today and visit our website at www.longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. Shout out to a great friend of the pod. I thought we would need insurance And sponsor, tonight. Andre. We, we were going to need insurance. Uh, I Shelby will, was calm. I was Very fine. Calm the first, I would say the first. Most of the first half until. There was a, a missed call on Umar. They gave him an offensive foul. And, and I, I lost I my shit. I turned to my right. Shelby has thrown a pillow, then kicked the pillow, knocked over the dip onto the floor. The dogs ran and ate it. Uh, I don't know. You did something else as well. I kicked open the gate. Kicked we have a dog gate, gate. Ran outside and just needed a moment. Shelby just needed a moment. I did. And then she came back in and she was very upset with me that I was not more emotional because I was just sitting there chilling. And I said, okay, honey. Uh, and Ben White was right. He says, Jason's more emotional in our text group. Yeah, he, he was annoyingly calm and quiet most of the game. Because, and Shelby, like, at the end of the day, the better team wins. Yeah, I would like to point out, Jason mm-hmm. did not pick Arizona to win this game. If you remember from the, the preview podcast from I a few did. nights ago. I did, I'm just ago, dyslexic. And you picked Duke to win. <laughs> and what was, your, what was your score again? 76-73. Yeah. That was close. Mm-hmm. Just opposite. And I picked Arizona. Oh, my God. To win 75-71. So I was also very close. Step one in the Tucson takeover is complete. Yep. Step two being the football Tomorrow, game. football game. If Arizona football wins tomorrow, I mean, I should say when they win tomorrow, we're going to be unbearable. We're going to go out. We don't ever go out. We've already made a plan to go out. I'm going to just start tagging people left and right of yep. all fan bases. It's going to be. But as an Arizona fan, and I, I, I turned to Jason in the middle of the game, and I said, I have something that you don't have. I was born and raised here. And I really, 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 yeah. really hate Duke. But Shelby, I think you have to be humble as an Arizona fan. Arizona no, fans okay. are known to be a humble Nope, bunch. nope, nope. <laughs> Arizona won, baby. Caleb Love summed it up uh, when running off the court, walking off the court. There's so many good videos going around Twitter now. Like, uh, we just watched the one where the first person to leave was Coach K. Like, the buzzer sounded and that dude Bye. was already down the hallway. Um, 
We'll get to Caleb Love. Let's just jump into it. Okay. There's so much to talk about. Come here right now. Come here. Uh, what does this win mean in the overall grand scheme of things besides being awesome? Well, here's the deal. Like, yes, it's the second game of the year. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, there's it's the second game of the year. But I can make a an argument that at the end of the season, I'm not good at math, whatever amount of months it is from now to March. Many moons from now. There will not be a better win in all of college basketball. Nope. It is a golden ticket. Unless Duke loses at home again, which is actually unlikely. Remember, this was John Shire's first home loss, right? Unless somebody goes to Duke and wins or goes to Kansas and wins, which is very unlikely as well, this will be the best win in college basketball. You do not go into Cameron and beat Duke. It is very unlikely. And the thing is, they went into Cameron... It led for 30 minutes. Literally, it was 29.52. Duke led for 3 minutes and 13 seconds. That means that Arizona led or tied for 37 of the 40 minutes. Right? They didn't just, they were the better team. And Tommy Lloyd said it. We'll have quotes probably by the time you're listening to this. Tommy Lloyd said after the game um, that basically he's like, you, you shouldn't be rattled. You're the better team. And he's like, I'm not, I wasn't telling them not to calm them down or whatever. It was, you're better than them. And that, I think, was the, the the real meaning was not necessarily the final score. Look, at the end of the day, we all want Arizona to beat Duke. But had Arizona lost this game by two points, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It would have felt like it. It would have felt like it for 24 hours. But it, it wouldn't, you know, it would have been like, okay, Arizona lost to Duke at the Duke, but they played a close game, etc. Put on a good show. The message board was kind of like that leading up to the game as well. Although I was like, shout out to my guy, Jules, who said, well, okay, now I'm upset. Because at first, like me, I'm watching the game and I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens as long as they don't get blown out. And as the game's going along, you kind of get more into it. But now, like, there's so much basketball to go. But if it comes down to a one seed and you're comparing resumes, Arizona very likely will have the best win um, compared to the other possible one seeds. It is, it is in that regard. It is elite. It is a very, very good win. And also, you know, going back to what you said before, uh, it's big. It's a big time win because we get to talk shit until the next time Arizona faces Duke next year. Yep. November, I think, 21st, 2024. Yeah, November 21st. Jay Billis was all over it. By, what I love is how fair weather Jay Billis is. Like, at the beginning of the game, it's like, oh, yeah, Arizona's also good. And by the end of the game, he's like, Arizona is amazing. I can't believe it. And I will say this, like the reason why it feels like such a big win is this was a high level basketball game. Like Duke is good. They are good. Arizona is good. Like we have found out in game two that Arizona and Duke are very clearly two of the best teams in the country. Like it is very obvious. And again, like I don't want to get, I hate preseason polls. I hate them. I think they should get rid of them. And the reason is, Tell me a team in the country with a better win than at Duke. None. Arizona should be the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be. I don't know what they're going to be. They're 12th right now. I would, hope they jump to, I would hope they jump to the top five. But in reality, Arizona should be the number one team in the country. But preseason polls don't let that happen. And it's the same thing with college football. Preseason polls are stupid. Uh, can't stand them. I think the first poll should come out like a month into the season. Right. Okay. But let's start like lobbying, Jason. I am. Who do I call? Start with Mike. He seems to know everybody. Okay. Uh, um, Caleb Love did not shoot well, 
and turned it over, but he did stand out at times and obviously had some very big moments. What did you think of his play? Yeah, let's not sugarcoat this, right? He didn't play well. Nope. Like not, he could have played. He has played better in that building in he past had games. Six turnovers. Um, now I will say one of them didn't bother me because he basically ran. He does what I always say to do jokingly. He ran at Kyle Filipowski and hoped that the refs called the foul. <laughs> but yeah. instead, he he like dribbled it off his knee. Um, but he had six turnovers. He shot three of ten from the field. Uh, he had trouble dribbling. Like he didn't play all that great. But there's one major difference between the point guard last year and or any guard last year and Caleb Love. True grit. Yep. Oh, look at you. True grit, baby. I talk about it all the time. You got to have true grit. Caleb Love was running to the ball and saying, I'm shooting these free throws. And he made all four of them. Big ones. And he said, I want the ball in my hands. I'm, oh, and, and, and even that three at the end, he read it wrong. He could have drift, driven to the lane. But he still said to himself, I will take this shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I want, the, and, and that to me is so much different than the guards Arizona had last year. Uh, I hate bringing up Princeton, but it's true. Like, at Princeton, remember, it looked like no one wanted the ball. Yeah. Kirk Kreese and Courtney Ramey wanted nothing to do with that. Caleb Love said, give me the ball. I will knock down these free throws. And he's a very good free throw shooter. He's always been. And so that, the, I mean, even the pass at the end, you know, like Pella makes that great, just great freaking oh, play. But Caleb, to have the right mind to, to not to get fouled Lewis. and to pass it off to Lewis, uh, you know, it, it's, Caleb Love is going to be fine. Did he play fantastic? No, but you could see, remember I said Tommy Lloyd told me that the difference between being able to win a national championship and, and losing earlier in the tournament is a player like Caleb Love. Those are the guys that you need where they want the ball, they're willing to take the big shot. And, and that's what we saw from Love. Did he play well? Not necessarily. Could Arizona have won the game without him? Probably not. Mm. All right. Um, uh, Keshaw Johnson finished with 14 points and eight rebounds. What stood out for him? Did you know that, Shelly? I was screaming at <laughs> Keshaw Johnson the entire game. Here's the thing, too. Like, And, and people on the message board, a couple gave me crap. Like, Keshaw Johnson... In the the first half, it, it looked like he was in over his head at times, right? Three of nine from the field. He had the six rebounds. He had the two fouls. He just didn't look very good. The second half, he comes back, and he only has seven points and two rebounds, right? But he looked much more comfortable in what he was doing. And to me, the big difference was he shot three threes in the first half and only one in the second half. He made the three, and you're like, look, I, I love Kishad Johnson. I think he's one of the best players in the conference. I think this offense fits him well. His stats were great. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 of them offensive, 2 assists, a block, a steal, only 1 turnover. Um, you kind of dread a little bit him falling in love with the 3, which I think he did at times. Um, again, early in the first couple minutes, I think he was just, the moment got to him. Like he had the play where he airballed the layup and threw it to himself and then turned it up. And it's like, just calm down. Calm down, let the game come to you. Uh, you can still be aggressive, but there's ways to be aggressive and successful as opposed to you know what, what he was doing. And I think once he calmed down, uh, he did really well. I actually would have liked to see him not switch as much with Filipowski and all that, but it wound up working. He's going to be fine. Like I'm not worried about him at all. Um, I do. I, it, it's kind of, look, like he came to Arizona clearly 
the to win and to show more of his offensive game. San Diego State doesn't run an offense. Uh, I respect that program and all that. They're great, but they don't run an offense. Yeah, like, they have mean fans, like, though. Like, <laughs> they don't run an offense like Arizona does. So if that's part of the trade-off where you're like, look, Kishad, you can shoot three threes a game, but, man, you better get down there and score in other ways and rebound and defend and block shots. I think you take that trade-off, and, and that's kind of what we saw tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jury saw it for me on uh, on him. I need to see him grow a tonight. little bit more. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying for the whole season, but I was, I was particularly – Upset a couple times with him in that game. Uh, that's he okay. That he, did, he did have a great dunk. I yeah, mean, he was, fun. he was fun. Anyway, um, which players made the difference for you? I think there were two players that clearly made the difference. Mm-hmm. Like when I look at them, I say, okay, that's those two guys are why Arizona won. Uh, the first was Kylan Boswell. Yep. When he was cramping, I said to Shelby, I said, oh no, this is how Arizona's going to lose. They're going to turn the ball over because their point guard has a damn. Drink a bottle of mustard, dude. I know. Mustard, pickle <laughs> juice, get one um, of those electrolyte things. 12 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, and 1 turnover. Just amazing. That's just a stupid college basketball. Oh, by the way, life. he's only 18. Yeah, it was really funny because we were listening to Tommy Lloyd, and I, I don't think he was trolling. I think he was serious because he goes, you know, I think people forget he's just 18 years old. This should have been his only his second game. And Shelby and I are like, trust me, Tommy. Everyone no one, knows. No one, no one forgot that he's 18. He, he to me, as good as Filipowski was, um, and he was very good, I thought Boswell very often was the best player on the court. Because mm-hmm. Filipowski, a lot of it was, you know, it's jumpers. He's not beating you off the dribble. He rebounds well because he's big, but he can't pass. He's not all that great defensively. And he was tired early. Boswell controlled that game. I thought that if you take a look at both teams, the guy that controlled the game the most was Kylan Boswell. The other one was, and I said this coming into the game, mm-hmm. and people laughed at mm-hmm. me, uh, I said that Duke did not have an answer for Pella For Mr. Pella! And look, Jared McCain was fine. True freshman to get nine points, four rebounds, five assists, Three steals. I thought he was fine. The only thing is, is those BS fouls that he got within the first five right. seconds of the game. Uh, Pella finishes with 12 points, six boards, big three, turnover, the, the steal at the end where he jumps up to Ryan Young. That was solid. By the way, I want to shout out Ryan Young. I think he was the best player on Arizona yeah, he was at awful. times. That dude was terrible. Yep, he was awful. Well, thanks for helping <laughs> us out so much. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking. He was so bad. 0 for 2 with two fouls and uh, two turnovers and two rebounds in 13 minutes. Minus eight. The only guy with the worst minus was Caleb Foster. I called that too. I don't. I don't think Caleb Foster's uh, very good. Only guy that had minus on Arizona was uh, Crevis at minus six. Not a big fan of that stat. Only when I when I need to use it. Um, but <laughs> but you know Pella defended. He played the four. He played the three. Uh, he was defending everybody on the court. He was switching. He was vocal. And in one thing, you know, when the game ended, Shell, and they had the dunk. There's an angle on Twitter, and I'm sure it's on TV. If you go back and watch, the first person to hug Caleb Love was Pella. He ran up to him, pushed him in the chest to motivate him and pump him up, and they hugged, and it was was awesome to see. Um, I know 12 doesn't seem like a lot, uh, but Arizona's not going to – it's only two games in, but in the first game, Arizona had eight double-figure scorers, and in this game, they had five. It's probably just going to be one of those teams mm-hmm. where it's a different guy every night. But um, this does feel like the year. 
for Pella. Like this, this does feel pesky Pella. And I will say, I was laughing because Mike Luke and I have a long-standing argument. Tommy Lloyd has said before Pella's an NBA player, and everyone laughs. And then Jay Billis and Shulman go, "Yeah, man, I really think Pella's." Jay an Billis NBA at the beginning of the game said Pella was the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. And then he got two fouls right away, but well, he then he said, came back. He said multiple times that, in his opinion, Pella Larson is the best player in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I don't think it's as big of a gap as other people might. Well, I mean, it's it's a good big deal to have Jay Bill is saying it on national TV, too. Like, that's good He for was Pella. fine, by the way. I didn't hate him. Some... No, he did say, what did I, I said? He said, uh, gang rebound. Yeah. The key for Duke was uh, a gang rebound. This is how into the game Shelby was. Uh, he said gang rebound third, three times, and finally he said something that pissed her off, and she yelled, Jay, I want to gang rebound your face. <laughs> okay. So I might have said that. I don't I don't remember that. Everyone thinks uh, Shelby's all sweet and all that. It's not. Shelby's the... Dude, I am thug life yeah, when I'm, I'm thinking calm. about Arizona. I'm the calm one. You should have seen me um, when you... you I can't even describe what, what how crazy I was at that Indiana game in Vegas last year. Yeah. Remember, <clears> you <throat> Shelby in Vegas or Palm Springs. Hit us up. Yeah. But please don't take photos of me because that would be No, no photos. Take videos and send them to me. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. How do you think the Wildcats' bench performed? I thought it was fine. I mean, look, here's the thing. When you take a look at that bench, uh, you know, Arizona actually outscored Duke's bench 16-5. to 5. I gave Duke's bench the uh, – the advantage in the game. You know, Caleb Foster didn't score in 13 minutes. Zeros across the board, Shelby. No rebound, no assist, nothing. Blake's only played two minutes. I thought Sean Stewart might play a little bit more. He only played three minutes. Um, Their bench did nothing. Two guys to me stood out. Uh, Crevis had six and six. Um, He he was two for six from the field. That's not great. But the shots he he missed, you kind of get the feeling that on another night, they go in. Uh, he had the one play that was awesome where it was the rebound and he flipped it up really quick. You know, the one that like Jay Billis was talking about for mm-hmm. like five minutes. That was a great play. Um, KJ Lewis had some fresh mistakes. Uh, he fouled a bit too early in the end of the game when they wanted to foul on purpose. He fouled in like half a second. Uh, he was a little too excited on a couple plays. But look, you play 14 minutes. You're on the court to end the game at Duke in your second career college basketball game, and you finish with six points, three rebounds, two assists, and you don't turn the ball over. Uh, Jaden Bradley was okay. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's okay, right? I don't think he's awful. I know there's a couple people on the board that think he played awful. I just don't think we've seen much from him. I think that people expected more, and it just hasn't been there than like four points and two assists. But it is clear that Lewis is play, ready to play right away. Krebus got 12 minutes. Um, you know, in three fouls, uh, the bench was more than five. And here's the thing, like Tommy Lloyd said after the game, he's like, you know, when asked about the rotation, he's like, look, I'm not saying we're not going to play Morauskas or, or Philly B moving forward. It's just, this is a different type of game. Like Morauskas has never played in this environment. Who are you taking off the court? Same with Philly B. Are you really giving Phil, you know, minutes, you know, it's, do you want Philly B playing at Duke? It's tough to say that, but overall, um, you know, the bench is fine. And is Arizona 10 deep? No, but I, we saw the rotation today, right? It is very clearly uh, an eight-man rotation. It shouldn't be that much bigger unless you're facing teams that you're going to blow out. But in close games, this this is going to be the rotation, and there's probably going to be some fluctuation with minutes. But, um, you know, to me, that the bench played, well, 16 points. You can't really argue with it. No, I think that 
Everyone's impressed. We're thrilled. We'll take it. Um, what stats are you eyeing or stood out to you? One broken dip container. Oh, stop. Um, a th- <laughs> no. uh, Shelby one, dip container zero. There are multiple stats. So let's go down the line, Shelby. Uh, Arizona had 17 turnovers. 10 were in the second half. I thought they turned over the ball a little bit too much, but Duke only got 18 points of them. Duke turned the ball over 14 times for 16 points for Arizona. The biggest stat of the game, by far, was Arizona uh, whooped that ass on the glass. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 45 to 33, 15 offensive boards to eight for Duke for 13 second chance points. Uh, Arizona had more points in the paint. Um, Arizona beat Duke a, a large portion of that game at their own game. And, and I said that Duke wasn't, they didn't, there were times where Duke got into a full court game and you're like, yeah, Arizona turned the ball over a little bit, but then you look and you're like, uh, we can, this is fine, right? Like it, this is, this is going to be fine. Uh, you know, and it, it's, you know, when, when you're looking at the game, Arizona was, it, it's just, Arizona was the better team. Like no matter what stat you look at, Arizona shot better from the field. They shot the same from three. Uh, the free throws, Arizona didn't shoot well, but at the end of the game, they did. More rebounds, more defensive rebounds, more offensive rebounds, more second chance points, more bench points, more points in the paint, more fast break points, more blocks, more assists. More, 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 more. You know, so, yeah, man. Yeah. There's just, uh, yeah. Did you just hit a wall? Like, what just yeah, happened? I'm pumped. Um, any other thoughts? About this game, we talked a little bit in the car. Again, like, I, I just think it was a high level. I hope people, and, and I want to credit Duke, because Coach K would never have scheduled this game. Nope. And we as fans, nationally as well, look what all these college basketball writers and fans were watching tonight. This was a big-time college basketball game that doesn't get played these days because everybody's scared to schedule a home-and-home. Give Tommy Lloyd credit for going across the country and playing Duke. Give Duke credit for going across the country next year and playing Arizona. We deserve this. We, like deserve, we, this. we deserve a very good basketball game. Um, you know, I, Arizona's a very good team. Oh, yes. And right. I, it's so it, hard being an Arizona right. basketball I mean, fan. It, it's just, it is very, I know it's two games. High in, level. A lot can happen. Arizona's a very good basketball team. And here's the thing that we both agreed. I don't think Arizona played anywhere close to what its best game was. No. There were multiple plays that Arizona did not do a great and job just, in. And just silly little turnovers, like the ball slipping out of hands, bouncing the ball off your foot. There was foul trouble was, Yeah, and, and, this, and, and here's the deal. The, once again, the refs at Cameron, <laughs> like we all know it, somehow seems to just help Duke out just a little bit more. But it was really weird, and, and I want to look this up because – Blair tweeted it, and it was actually an interesting tweet um, about the refs. I'm trying to see if I could find it. Uh, While you're doing that. He said, I know that was a top-notch officiating crew, but what a bizarre second half they called. You ready for this, Shelby? Mm-hmm. Arizona was whistled for six fouls in the first eight minutes, and then more the rest, one more the rest of the game. So the last 12 minutes, Arizona only had one foul. Duke had a one foul at under 12, Right? Mm-hmm. But then for the next 12 minutes, Arizona ended the game in bonus. So that the rest kind of like switched in a way. Which is weird. 
Which I'm, well, I'm going to take it. I'm just going to take it. But I'm just going to say, uh, I'm glad that it's over. I'm thrilled we're going to get them here next year. Can't wait for that. I would imagine there'll be a storyline in March where Arizona and Duke might encounter each other, be in the same That bracket. was fun, man. That was a fun It was fun. Um, I was thrilled. I People seem to like my tweet that I said, I, I hate Duke with the fire of a million suns in every universe that exists. Mm. So it was a great to, to have that game and Arizona win in front of Coach K, who's probably the main reason that I dislike Duke that much. Um I want to shout out the North Carolina 24-7 site. If oh, you yes. haven't visited them, go to their board. Go to their board. They're going nuts for Caleb Love. And honestly, like, it's it, their fan base has been great with Caleb. I think his shoes said Tar Heel for life. I love it. Which I don't which he wrote for the Duke game. The fans love him. It didn't end bad. They they understand it. They're giving him credit. But that board is absolutely hilarious right now. Yeah, I do want to also um Get some quotes after the game from the Duke coach. I'm sure it's going to be like Arizona's great. Shire's great. I Shire's, hate to say it, but he's actually. The thing likeable. is annoying <laughs> is he's like likable, and I, I heard the the interview he had the other day where he was in the stands in 2001. He was actually like recruited. Friends with Michael Wright. Yeah, he's friends with Michael Wright. He was like recruited by yeah, Lou Olson at one point. I would bet money that Shire was very complimentary. Yeah. So whatever. It's mostly a Coach K thing. Everyone hates Talk Coach K. Anyway. We're thrilled. In about 12 hours, we got a football We're game. Related <laughs> in about 16-ish hours. Shelby threw her phone in disgust. No, you know what? I broke my phone this week. <laughs> no, but it that's just what we're fell tell out people. of my car. No, but and let's it, tell the glass let's make up is a story. shattered. Let's make up a story instead of you dropped it. Shelby at one point took her phone and threw it at my head. I ducked, the glass went all over the place. Wow. I, it's not that dramatic. So we'll be up I am a very kind hours. person, and I just threw Bear a Bear down, out. everyone. Bear down. Also, Shelby, you forgot one shout-out. I did. The fans. Shout-out to all the fans who Arizona, were in the crowd. Yeah. We heard you chanting, U of A, Arizona, wearing sure. red. There's another team in the country that could put that much red or their team's color in Cameron Indoor. Took balls, baby. Thank you.